With Hashem's loving grace, you're listening to the 42nd edition of the Daily Dvar. We ended off the previous Daily Dvar with the idea that a person who gives money to the Torah to support the Torah, so he's included in the verse, It is a tree of life to them that hold on to it, but even more than that, those who hold on to it are held up by it. And we see that also from the verse, They are upheld by his covenant. Similarly, the Aron, the Ark of the Covenant, within which was the tablets of the of the Ten Commandments, as well as the Torah. So that was actually held by the Kohanim, it was carried by the Kohanim. However, Chazal tell us, our sages tell us, that the Aron was no say as no sov. it carried those who carried it. So even though on the surface it looked like the Kohanim were actually carrying the Aron, in truth the Aron was carrying them. Same thing when it comes to those who carry the Torah, the Ark represents the Torah because within it, was the covenant between God and man, was the Torah itself as well. So those who held it were upheld by it. We find a similar idea that the, the poles, the staves that were attached to the Aron, to hold the Aron, so to speak, those poles were actually attached forever. Meaning even when they were placed in the Beis HaMikdash or the Mishkan, when it wasn't moving, when they were in the Beis HaMikdash for all times, will be in the Beis HaMikdash for all times. Because the staves represent those people who hold up the Torah, those who support the Torah. And they're eternally attached to the Torah. Even at a time when they may not be necessary, so to speak, when the, when the, when the poles are not necessary to hold the Aaron anymore, nevertheless, they still stay attached. And that's to teach us that those people, those who support the Torah, so they remain attached to those who have learned the Torah. We see also a similar idea, says the Chavetz Chaim, by the menorah. The menorah also in a certain way represents the Torah because the menorah had the light and the light represents the Torah. So the, the menorah had to be made out of one solid piece of gold. That means that the base of the menorah, which held up the menorah, was also part of the same solid piece of gold as the rest of the menorah. So that's the same idea, that it all had to be one piece because the base, that which holds up the Torah, that which holds up the light, that's also part and parcel and undetachable, inexplicably, inextricably bound to the menorah to the Torah. Also, interestingly, he points out that there were also prachim, there were, there were these different designs on the menorah. What was the significance of these designs? So the Chavaz Chaim tells us that this represents the words of the sages. The words of the sages were included in the menorah. They were included in the Torah. Even the Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu himself learned on Har Sinai included the words of the sages. As our Chazal tell us, the sages tell us that Moshe Rabbeinu, when he was on Har Sinai, Hashem told him every single thing that every single person would ever be machadish in Torah. Any novelty that any Jew would say throughout all of time, that was taught to Moshe Rabbeinu on Har Sinai even as well. So that's why the Prachim, the beautiful little flowers and designs were upon the menorah, because it teaches us the idea that every single word of the Torah, every single word of the sages was included in the Torah that was taught to Moshe Rabbeinu, and it's all part and parcel, it's all essential, and nothing can be taken away from another part of it. We just finished the 17th chapter of Shem Olam, we now begin the 18th chapter. We're going to discuss in this chapter the idea, why is it that the Yitzhahara is so strong, our evil inclination is so strong, how does that work? What can we do to destroy it, to fight against it, and to overcome it? So he says that even though we know that how great the Torah is and how wonderful and how important it is, nevertheless, it's very common for a person to go outside of his house after discussing all of these ideas, leave the base medrash, leave the, leave the shul, and totally forget about what he learned and do the same averis and do the same things over and over again and not strengthen himself. Why does that happen? How can he overcome it? What can we do to strengthen ourselves? So the Chavetz Chaim brings down the smag, Sefer Mitzvah Kedolos, he says in his introduction that originally when Hashem created the world, the first thing that He did was He created the spiritual forces. 
Now the spiritual forces include the Malach and the angels, and the angels have no Bechira, they have no free will. All they do is whatever God wants. They are totally controlled and totally beholden to God's will. After that, on the fifth day of creation, Hashem created the animals. The animals and, and the creatures of the land, so they're the exact opposite. They just do whatever their bodies decide that they want to do. Whatever their taivas, their bodily desires, if they're hungry, they eat. If they need to kill someone, another animal to eat them, they, they do that. Whatever their bodies ask for them to do, that's what they do. Now, Hashem said on the sixth day, let's create something new, a, a combination between these two forces. On the one hand, He's going to have an Hashem, a soul which knows about the truth and knows about God and wants to do God's will. On the other hand, there's going to be a second half of Him, which is an animal body. And that animal is going to want to go after its desires, the animal desires to eat, to drink, and be merry. Now, if this person decides and chooses to go after the good things, to follow God's will, so then he'll be called a tzaddik, a righteous person. However, if he chooses to go after his animal desires, then he's going to be called a rasha, the opposite of the righteous person. We'll see more about this in the next Daily Dvar. Thank you for listening.